Welcome to Entitled Town. This is A.I. Bert Breer in Once Again for Al. I'm hearing that all the negativity in this town sucks. Big if true. These guys were around when Steve Grogan was booed, and when Zeke Moa and I were menacing and it stinks, it makes the greatest town greatest city in the world lousy. From my couch with NFL Network on one TV and YouPorn's Buxom Buckeye Babes on the other, I'm A.I. Burt Breer. This is Entitled Town. We're back for the first Entitled Town of 2024. Hello, friends. Uh, my name is Mike Iron. Scartsy, Dan, Mike on Route 1, and John are here. Uh, welcome back, Mike on Route 1. Um, Patriots going to Buffalo. Um, they hang around. They turn the ball over. It's, it's hard to believe that Josh Allen was outplaying Bailey Zappi in the first quarter, minus 15 passing yards to three turnovers, but that's what happened. Uh, the Bills hold on for a 27-21 win in the penultimate game of the season. Did you take away anything from it or is it just kind of a, a lost game and a lost season? Um, there's, you know, I think they had no business kind of like, I don't even think the Bills were that great. Maybe they'll win the Super Bowl, but they're not that, they don't look that good. Um, and being severely undermatched, undermanned, overmatched, undermanned, uh, depleted, the line is <laughs> just fucking horrible. Uh, Zappy, you know, Say what we will about Zappy. I thought I thought he played not terrible. I mean, he, he for, despite the fact he's throwing the ball to the other team, he's every got time. the relief pitcher like, short memory thing down. You got to give him that. Just, I mean, he was under duress the entire game. But I guess the big takeaway is they keep playing, and the defense keeps playing. Certainly, um, for for the coach, uh, and you know, I I guess the, the takeaway is if they move on. From a coaching standpoint, I think it will be a, a tremendous mistake. Agreed. Dan, every time I see Josh Allen play, I just see mobile blood. So the guy has rocks in his fucking head. And I love seeing him take at the end of the game when they had to give him a quarterback run that he took another torpedo in that body. She's on the injury report. I don't know. He's 6'5". He's built like a tank. But, man, it's, it's hard to believe that you can – play that the careless way he fumbled the ball early in the game when he gets in this mode where he tries to do everything and that's when you like they got him they got him when he tries to do that they just pats weren't good enough to capitalize on it but that's that's how you beat buffalo and i agree with mike i don't think they're they're very good now watch them no. go on a run right the thing i'm looking for this one of the uh storylines i'm looking forward to this weekend is what happens with buffalo because uh depending on their game and i think pittsburgh winning uh, they could be out of the playoffs completely. So they could either be hosting, I think either hosting a game or out of the playoffs completely, depending on those two games. That's crazy. I mean, Buffalo or Miami, it's basically AIDS versus eye cancer. I mean, who who, who would you, is, is there a good answer who you want to win that game? Uh, no, mutual destruction. <laughs> okay. All right. We're, that's how it is. Uh, John, welcome back. Uh, your thoughts on the game and uh, the Jets are coming up. Uh, never no Patriots fan. I'm paraphrasing with our buddy of the podcast, the bag pod host, uh, transient existence said no one who roots for the Patriots wants to see them lose to the jets ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ahead. Never, never want to see them lose to the jets. It's a uh, thousand percent expect the Patriots to win that game. Want the Patriots to win that game, sweep the jets. Uh, some good things came out of the end of the season. 
finishing off with a win would be a good thing. Lots of, you know, little things, Matt Slater's last game, potentially. I mean, you know, lots of reasons to want to win that game. The, um, your point about, I, I agree with how Mike in route one started it. You know, they were very competitive with that team uh, last week, despite the the really awful start. You mentioned Mike, the um, Josh Allen fumble where he's ridiculously extending the ball. You know, he's two yards short of a first down. He's got the ball like stuck out. You're not uh, Walter like a, Payton, like a, jackass. Yeah, exactly. Like a like a loaf of bread, as Dad would say. Yeah. And uh, you know, the ball pops out. You know, goes backward about eight yards. Unfortunately, the Bills fall on it. You know, is it a different game if the Patriots recover that ball? You know, who? I mean, that, that's the margin of error for this team. Even though they're underwhelming at times, to put it politely, uh, the margin of error is not that great. And the um, shout out to Jalen Rigor, who uh, somebody else's bust wide receiver. Uh, only Bill Belichick and the Patriots have busts at wide receiver. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I slipped there. I, I forgot the the standard rule. But Jalen Rieger, who I believe was a first round pick by a different team, um, you know, nice kickoff off, return yeah. for a touchdown. Yeah, to to start the game, and uh, you know, maybe they found something with this guy for next season. Who knows? Who knows? Right? Hope springs eternal. Amen. Uh, Scottsy, your opinion. Uh- your thoughts on the game uh, last Sunday and the upcoming game against the Jets in a possibly snowy Foxborough? I would. Uh, it's always nice to see uh, football played in the snow. I don't know if it's going to show up on time. Like, uh, I'm no, I'm no Dick Albert. I'm no Shelby Scott. But uh, that uh, the, the game, the game started on a great note and then just just drifted away from us, unfortunately. It would it would have been nice if they could have held on for the win, but they're just uh, like the like the saying goes, they were just undermanned. And but there's the idea that they've got absolutely no offensive skill players is ridiculous. I don't know where people are getting this. They seem to forget that uh, there's a whole bunch of uh, we're seeing some flashes definitely out of the uh, out of the pass catchers. I mean Zeke is no uh, no small potatoes. The fact that they could, the fact that they were, you know, filling up, uh, you know, filling up the line to make sure that the, for the obvious run plays, that's not so much on him. Uh, this, uh, if, uh, if there's some, you know, coaching continuity into next season, and I'd like to think there will be, I think that between the uh, players they've got and uh, the whatever whoever they draft, I think they'll be a, uh, they'll they'll. <laughs> what's what's the Red Sox uh, skipper said? They'll, they'll win more games than they lose. That's what I think is going to happen. Dick Williams, yes. <laughs> before, before that is a reference load. Shank could be proud of. Well done, Scartelli. I, I probably the, I, I stole it from him. You know, I, you know, no plagiarism here. All right. Otherwise, you, know, you, you say you, Dick you Williams, Mike Sports I'm... Boston. Go ahead, John. <laughs> when you say Dick Williams, of course, Dick Williams fired in 1969 and replaced with the great communicator Eddie Casco. <laughs> uh, that is that is my biggest fear, right? Like the 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 people who wrote off the Red Sox when they fired Dick Williams and replaced him with a stooge, uh, could that possibly happen again in New England? Well, that's uh, that's you know not to segue to the next topic potentially, but here we are. Well, you are segueing to the next topic, and I want to bring <laughs> back Mike in on this one, um, talking about the great communicator Gerard Mayo. That's former NBC Takes Boston employee Gerard Mayo. Um, you, you've had some, uh, he's, he's a cheese eating 
he's a rat. He's pointing it's Nicholson and the departed. Um, where are you with, with Mayo? Uh, let it go. Just the floor. Well, yours. I mean, as far as things I've said in the past about Greg Bedard, look, the, the collaborative guys, um, they offered me, promised me a deal. So I made up a lot of stuff about Greg Bedard, um, cause that's what they wanted, but it was all lies. Everything I said, um, they kept saying, Greg Bedard did this, and, uh, Greg Bedard did that. So I said, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, but, um, <laughs> I, but I, I will say my defense of Greg Bedard is not a defense of Greg Bedard. It's a defense of, you know, look, I think we have to be fair here. And we sound like, you know, some other lesser commentators um, on Twitter and such. That is essentially just good, just says, oh, the media sucks, the media sucks. Well, the media sucks, yes. But let, let's take every case take everything on a case-by-case basis. And let's and learn that, from that our mistakes case. last time. Sure. And I, and I think, look, there were things to pick apart in the um, in the Wickersham column um, from, from January of, of 2018. Uh, and the, there will be in the upcoming one. The, the, yes. <laughs> in the key card, the key of the key card didn't make a lot of sense. Um, and there, there was a lot of other things in there. But I think we need to, there were things, I think, on the whole, the... Um, I think that the thrust of the column turned out to be pretty accurate. So I, I, I just, I don't find it hard to believe that some middling um, coach, you know, uh, probably not one of our great thinkers is talking to Greg Bedard, uh, you know, and, and Bedard did say today, you know, I, it's not a player. Um, I, so I, I think based on the tone of it, it did sound um it did sound to me like a coach initially. So I do think, and, and look, it, there's two sides, to everything. Um, but I did think it was interesting that, that Gerard got, got out in front of that whole thing uh, by, by speaking, but uh, by, by talking about it. Uh, and you know, I've done some self-reflecting and things like that. It, it just stinks to me. And I, I guess if I were, if I were the crafts and I had an $8 billion um, entity pr- to protect, I'd be planning ahead too. We know it's not the first time they've, they've done that. Um, with a coach that they had in house and looking to the future. So I, I guess I don't blame them, but I still will. I reserve my right to be um, annoyed at them for, for treating someone who has made them, you know, um, not just uh, insanely wealthy as they were when they bought the team, but um, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> preposterously and impossibly wealthy. So um, I, I buy it and it make everything kind of tracks to me. And it's not like it's this random thing that he's kind of pulled from the sky. Everything makes sense to what, what I would think would happen and how I think that that might be perceived within the building by other people. I wonder if Kraft takes any, if you remember when um, Parcells left for the Jets in 97, um, Belichick was a prime candidate for the job that ultimately went to Pete Carroll and Kraft's on the record for saying, Dan, they didn't feel it was right. They wanted a clean break from uh, the Parcells regime, as it were. Do you think the same thing might happen now if he does let Parcells go? I mean, they did sign Mayo to that that the contract. They kind of trotted him out there that they're bringing him back. Uh, you could gather that they were, quote unquote, grooming him to be the long-term replacement. Um, there, There is some smoke there. There may not be fire yet um i share uh, mike's skepticism you make a good certainly make a good case mike um i'm, I'm really i'm we've been saying that this week and the week after the final game against the jets is is going to be just a a cavalcade of aids and it's starting now um 
where do you think they go? Is there any is there any there there with this mayo getting out in front of it stuff, or is it just he was scheduled to speak? I don't know the answer to that question. So when you're comparing it to uh, the crafts and parcels in '97, um, are are you, by clean break? Do you, are you saying that by they they'd go away from Mayo altogether? That the idea of going with Mayo is to hold on to some continuity, probably some coaches, but you know some of the Belichick system, but not all of it. Is that where you're suggesting? Um, yes, I guess. I don't know if he's going to take the lesson that they should he should have a clean break or if he made a mistake in not hiring, uh, keeping Belichick on staff and promoting the head coach in 97. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. What what way he's going to go with that? I I can't predict at all which way they're going. It it feels very up in the air still to me, despite all the way that the media is leaning on this. I, I still feel it's like it's up in the air, which, which direction they'd go. John, you know, I have, I, go ahead. I, I'll just jump right in the, no one knows, right. Yeah. You know, from the, from the most highly paid media uh, in the market. To, but what happened to going back to the game in Germany with Curran, that the decision has been made and I don't yeah, know well, they, until it hasn't. It. Right. I mean, the, the, well, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's standing by that definitively at this point, it seems. And, you know, I would say, it has to if you're if you put yourself in the shoes of Bob Kraft and you're frustrated with the season, maybe you're frustrated with, uh, you know, the, the you know, the last couple of years and, and the way the offense has sputtered and you're starting to buy into the 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 dominant narrative out of the media that, you know, the Bill Belichick offense is a problem. And maybe it's, you know, it's 20th century stuff in a in a in a bright, shiny coach drip bobble world uh, and you're getting caught up in all that stuff. The fact that. Bill Belichick is at the top of every single list for every other team. You know, the moment he is available, the bidding war on Bill Belichick will be substantial. And you've basically walked away from that coach who you had, that asset that you had, that everybody else wants. You've walked away from that asset and gone with what's behind door number two, whoever that is. And whoever that is wouldn't command the sort of demand uh, that Bill Belichick is is going to command. So you have the best coach on the market if that coach is on the market. Are you going to walk away from that? That's the decision Bob Kraft has to make. Dan, you had a thought. Yeah, along those lines, I I started I asked you about this, Mike. Would do you think that would be something that would bring in uh, teams that wouldn't otherwise fire their coaches between seasons? If you if you you're feeling like okay, things are Things are moving on on up, but this is this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to get this uh, caliber of coach on the market. You know, would would you would you fire a coach that just brought you to seven wins to bring in Belichick? And well, you know, the, and what the, what the what teams one, does that open it up to? You know, does the Chicago first one that came to it? my mind? Not Chicago as much, but it, the, the easy ones, Dallas. Yeah, Mike, uh, you had some thoughts. Yeah. So number one, the Germany thing to me. I do think they're leaning in the direction of, of Bill's not coming back. No doubt. I would say Germany, the Germany comment is a person, uh, your son, the, uh, the, the owner's son, um, who spouts off has been known to make random threats and, 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 you know, swing his, his, um, thanks dad dick around and I, I think that's to me what the sense that I get is that 
he came back. It's fucking over. We're fucking done. Blah, blah, blah. You know, all the, the cutaways from the previous game to them in the booth. So and I think they have to walk that back a bit. Um, I, I still think that they're leaning in that direction. But on, on the front of so I think that's where that comes from. And I, I think that's probably was a genuine, genuine reaction in the moment. Um, not to def- defend Tom Curran, but I think that's what someone told him. And I think mm-hmm. that, that person is Jonathan Kraft, in my opinion. Um, the but as far as the bidding war goes, well, that's all fine. But doesn't Bill Belichick have to sign off on a bidding war? And why is he going to get involved be to get involved in, in a bidding war when someone the team he's going to go to is giving up a, a boatload for him? Yeah. I, I can't I don't understand. That doesn't track for me. Why would he want to go where someone's unloading a bunch of assets? Number one, Dallas's cap situation appears to be a mess. And the, the means to correct it is uh, thinning the roster, mm-hmm. which maybe would happen anyway with with, with a new coach. So I, I don't know that there is this this giant bidding war that's going to happen. I mean, what kind of, and I, in whatever we say about Robert Kraft as a a ruthless businessman, he can be sentimental. So is the, is the mutual parting of ways actually a mutual parting of ways where it's just kind of like, you know, uh, washing your hands? Because if I'm, if I'm Bill, I'm not giving fucking Kraft. I make him fire me. I'm not, I'm not making, I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, take a a trade and give a bunch of, uh, a bunch for a bunch of assets um, that I'm giving up to the place I'm going. No fucking way. Especially if it's in a place where the, the cap situation is prohibitive, which is Los Angeles and and Dallas, which I think are the two Mm -hmm. best spots. If I just randomly taking from a quarterback standpoint. So I, I I don't know. I'm, I just that's to me why it's like it doesn't make fucking sense to fire him, given what they have coming up from a cap standpoint and from a um, and from a draft capital standpoint. So I agree with you. Sorry, only only if they uh, do fire him, if he's if he's completely free. Sure. That's where my head is. Yeah. And that's and let me clarify, because I I hear your point, Mike, on Route One and the, the bidding war to me is among the teams. He's he's a free agent. Okay, there is not a pile of draft picks going the other way Uh, among if he's on the market and available, the number of teams that would be in on him, uh, I think, is substantial where he can, you know, he would pick his place. Right. He'll go if he's fired, if he's if he's fired, if he's if he's available. Yeah. Well, here's Um, here's, here's what I think, John. I think there there might be there's a possibility there could be a staring contest next week between Kraft and Belichick. Yeah, I I think that's right. I think it it is. It's you know your point is well taken, Mike on Route One. The um, the sentimentality of Kraft, the you know the the mutual parting of ways. The well, he rolled over for agent. Brady. He absolutely rolled over for Brady. Yeah. He was going to release him. Right. Is he going to play yeah. hardball with Belichick now? Well, but you're right. He can't because if he plays hardball with him, I mean, isn't he back? I mean, and then he's the, sitting, if you what, want to, what, let it, him there is go. no purgatory here. Like he's either back coaching the team or he's fired. I mean, am I? What am I missing? Well, I mean, it's you, you make good points, but if, if they want, if they if they fire him, right, he can go anywhere without compensation. Can you imagine if Buffalo takes the gas pipe in Miami and they don't make the playoffs and they fire Sean McDermott and it's the biggest fuck you in the history of fuck you since Belichick told the Jets to go fuck themselves, yeah. and, and and Belichick then goes to Buffalo with. Josh Allen, torpedoes be damned or not. You don't think the Bills are immediately a three, two, three wins better with Bill Belichick over that meathead Hardo McDermott as the head coach? Come on. 
what was the title that they gave Belichick? The Jets gave Belichick in like 97 when they were playing the little bit of uh, back and forth before they could finally get parcels completely. Assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> it really was, right? <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know what to do. And and I've I've been pretty steadfast, Scartsy, that I don't want to borrow anger on this yet. And this, I just, I just bedarded this. I just made the scenario of a staring contest next week come out of thin air. Look, NBC takes Boston. I can do it too. So if you want to well, throw some of those sweet um, Pfizer dollars my way, the bonus supplement <laughs> money my way, you're welcome. But um, you know what the great thing is, if there is a staring contest next week, it, it's probably going to end up like the, uh, like the staring contest at the end of uh, the uh, Seahawks Super Bowl there. Oh jeez! And just uh, just bringing that in, it's uh, the only in Boston. X page has this uh, quote: "You know, Robert Kraft fired Pete Carroll as head coach of the New England Patriots twenty four years ago today." And the quote from uh, Mister Kraft is: two years ago we won the division. Last year we made the playoffs. This year we failed to make the playoffs. We need a momentum change." And that was said, you know, way before they started, you know, winning uh, winning Lombardi trophies in bushels. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you can't tell me that uh, the most prepared head coach in in NFL history doesn't have a, you know, $50 a week intern padding plays on Bob and Jonathan. So he, <laughs> he, he knows their tendencies pretty damn well, too. So <laughs> if it comes down to a uh, staring contest, I, I know who's going to blink first. Fair enough. Have Old you seen the talking points going into this final meeting? The, the the media talking points. You mean the straw man talking points? The straw man, particularly talking by points. Fields Perry. Yes. God, he's exactly rising. That. He's rising up the charts. That guy sucks. What are, so, some what was some of his talking points, Dan? We we broached this a little bit earlier. Yeah. So he's presenting it as the, this final this final meeting that he's going to have. He's he's uh, suggesting that Belichick is going to need to apologize and that he's going to have to take the blame and take, you know, be contrite. Oh, uh, <laughs> but then he turns around and says, but I don't think that approach is going to work. So he completely <laughs> creates this scenario that's not going to be what, you know, this they've got a long history together. They've got decades together. You think that's going to be what that discussion is going to be like, but it's all just based on who they want Belichick to be this guy who's hat in hand. Oh yeah. I screwed up kind of guy, but no, that'll, that won't work anyway. So <laughs> it was the, it's the very definition of a straw man argument. Old goofball board uh, friend, Claude, I, he sent this in a, a uh, tweet to Shaq quote, Belichick has mismanaged the roster. Can't draft and the league has passed him by. It's time to move on. You can't trust him to draft the quarterback or spend the free agent cash. Of course, if you don't get at least the first round choice for him, it's a complete failure, end quote. Welcome to Boston. <laughs> and that's yeah. pretty much what the, the, the NBC Boston assholes are saying, pretty much, when they're, oh, not, is, uh, when they're not concocting ridiculous straw man arguments, Scarzi. This is Chad Graff talking about the fact that uh, Bill hasn't re-signed any of the folks that he's drafted in the first three rounds since 2013. He can't draft. And he won't resign his bad players either. <laughs> in such in such, such small, small portions. And of course, whenever you get a arbitrary date, that should you know set the alarm bells jingling in your head too. 
why don't I go a year before that date just to see who was in there? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The spirit animal of the podcast won Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Um, summed this up pretty well um, regarding uh, coaching continuity on his podcast. Uh, uh, John's a big fan of Jim Gray, uh, Tom Brady collaboration, but here's Brady on his Let's Go podcast talking about the importance of continuity uh, and them taking advantage of uh, the shitty situation of the other AFC cities. One situations. So I was a beneficiary of a lot of coaching changes over the years because we were beating teams. They couldn't get over the hump. They were all trying to beat the team that I played for. And when they couldn't, they ended up firing the coach, which in the end helped us even more. So, you know, you think sometimes you're solving a problem by firing the coach. I don't know. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you can create more problems too. So you really better know what you're doing if, if that's the case. Now, in, since Bill Belichick took over, the Jets have had seven head coaches. Miami's had 11. One of those was an interim coach. Miami had 11 coaches in 24 years. Think about that for a second regarding Brady's, uh, Brady's um, comment there. Buffalo's had 10, and two of those are interim. So in the course of nearly a quarter century, the three other AFC East teams, and we're not going to include the Colts in that, who left the division um, in the early 2000s, there have been 25 coaching changes. It's absolutely an advantage. Continuity does matter. And maybe, like I said earlier, Dan, um, maybe there is a transition there in some continuity if they move on to mail. Hope not. But that, yeah. that's pretty remarkable. As much as people look at Belichick and say, well, he's 72 or 71, I guess 72, um, and doesn't have – he's running out of time for, for these things. You know, how much – if you hire that coach, how, how soon will it happen? Kraft is 82. Is that correct? Keep going. I'll he's, check his news. Yeah. Where, where I'm going with this is he doesn't have a lot. I'm not saying he's he's on the on the <laughs> on his way down, but he's got to think about time too. It's like if he's if he's looking for a quick turnaround, the quickest turn just from what Brady said, it leads into my thinking is that you're adding more years to the turn uh the turnaround of your team because mm -hmm. you know the, the the coaches are different. The systems are different. The terminology is going to be different. Uh, they might bring in their own guys. Uh, it, it, if you, if you look at what those uh, rival teams did, yeah, they start a lot of a lot of them actually started off with a pretty decent record the very next year, but then they tapered off because it, it was just the natural natural way of things. And I think that's what we could expect in New England as well. Mike, how many of the, the uh, 11 Dolphin coaches since 2000 do you think you could name? The 11 Dolphin coaches? <laughs> yes. So wait, what's the first year? 2000. Do you want me to try to do it? Go ahead. Let's make it, <laughs> no, let's, I let's don't, call it I a don't collaborative think I effort. All right. Well, uh, Dave Wanstead. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who goes after, who's after Wanstead? There was uh, an interim coach named Jim Bates. Oh, geez. Uh, would I have gotten that? I don't think I've got that. Okay. So then it was Saban. Correct. Yeah. Uh, they fired Saban. Uh, who was it? It was the. Then they went one in fifteen the year after they. Who did they Saban want? Go. They wanted. They wanted the the guy. Is it the guy that coached for the Patriots? What's his name? That no. everybody wanted for the Patriots. Uh, everybody did want him for the Patriots. Yeah. Cam Cameron. Cam yeah. Cameron, correct. Uh, and then yeah. we have the division goes through <laughs> Miami. <laughs> the greatest evening shades. Shades Sperano. <laughs> and then we have uh, the first of recycle. We have Todd Bowles. Oh, and then God. we have the, the, 
he had oh, the, <laughs> yes he had the completely befuddled expression on his face all time yeah. joe philbin uh, philbin and then, and then we Harlow. had our, our next subject, Dan Campbell. Do they have any normal coaches? Because then they had googly uh, <laughs> eyes. Gase. Yeah, Adam Gase. Adam yeah. Gase. And then yeah, Flores. Flores. Flores is normal. And now they have Coach oh. Drip in the house. Oh, God. God damn it. <laughs> Christ almighty. So listen, listen. I love it when Nick Cattles and his ilk, Barrett, they're, they're, do you think they could pick Ben uh, Ben who's the, Ben Johnson, the Johnson, Lions offensive coordinator, Johnson. out of a out of a goddamn lineup by the way we want to talk about this john the you're going to wind up with somebody like dan campbell hardo dan campbell who fashions himself as an analytics freak analytics freak meaning he actually has a calculator in his desk not that he's used it for anything the end of game management on saturday night when they were playing in dallas when they go down the field they tie the game with under a minute to go and they go for two line up the play incorrectly, get pushed back to the seven, and then do, don't get it. Dallas commits a penalty, then they go back to the three and a half, and they don't get it. I mean, that's coaching malpractice. Am I crazy? Is this, it no, drove I, me, I couldn't drove believe. Me, drove me bats, batty. Well, it, it, and I, I know no dog in the batty. fight either. You know, same here. And I know it drove me batty because you and I were texting back and forth. And I think I texted, he's, you know, something to the effect of he is the dumbest motherfucker in the history of, like, NFL coaches when he continued to keep his offense on the field back at the seven, like, like, does he know the rule is you don't have to declare you're going for two and then go for two in perpetuity. Like you can change your mind. You know, it's, I, I, it was the weirdest freaking thing. And of course they asked him about it in the press conference afterwards. And he gave the, the dumbass trope of, you know, we're just playing to win the game. Right. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to play to win the game. Right. It's like that's that's what every idiot hides behind when they make stupid decisions. Channeling right? his inner, her, inner it, Herm it, Edwards it, there. It, it's on. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It is. It was absolutely idiotic. You know, to say to the team, we're going to go down. This is basically what he said. We're going to go down. We're going to score. We're going to go for two to win it. Like he told him that at the beginning of the drive. All right. Great. Joe Namath. Nice work there. They went down and they executed and they they scored the touchdown. You went for two. You, you sent three offensive linemen at a, at a befuddled referee. It didn't go your way. You go back to the seven and you still go for it. That to me, like, I can't have a Patriots head coach making stupid ass decisions like that. Like I, we've been so spoiled with a head coach who doesn't do idiotic things. And whether it's Brandon Staley or Dan Campbell or a bunch of these other guys, they're doing idiotic things every week. And I, man, I just can't, I just can't have, the head coach of my favorite team being an idiot. Like, I just, I don't remember what that was yeah. like. It was a yeah. long time ago. We had an idiot running this team. Scott, going from, imagine going from a PhD level class under witnessing Bill Belichick run the team for the last quarter century. And then going to somebody like Dan Campbell, Brandon Staley, Sean McDermott. Good Lord. In the, uh, the, the faultless guy, the guy who's a uh, Teflon Don down there. In the Meadowlands, Robert Sala, can you, Christ mm. Almighty, it's like shoot me now. Oklahoma drills. That's yeah. right, Coach Oklahoma <laughs> drill. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 we we just. I mean, I guess there are some players who uh, just can't buy into uh, Coach Belichick's system, and you know, will get themselves, you know, on uh, on the yakking shows, you know, to you know, poor mouth them into perpetuity. I think uh, I think we I think we can think of one who's you know just added to the uh, injury report with an 
quote unquote illness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trent's got an earache, so he can't <laughs> play this week. Earache, my eye. <laughs> All right. So, but uh, yeah, but but uh, we we know that we know that players have come to New England to play for Belichick, and I don't see how uh, I don't see that changing if uh, if the they want to uh, do the correct thing and uh, you know retain him under his contract. Uh, agreed. And by the way, don't let it be known that uh, everybody made the Howie Carr joke today regarding Trent Brown. Uh, he's <laughs> illness because everyone's sick of him. Uh, yeah. Dan, Dan, your thought. When Campbell sent three guys to the ref, what was his intention? I mean, what, what we we lived through. This is uh, why John Harbaugh wanted pennies on eligible receivers. <laughs> right. John Harbaugh <laughs> calling it borderline illegal when uh, the Patriots did a legal play. But I, I've yet to hear anybody talking about the illegality of uh, of Campbell or what he's trying to pull off or what he's trying to, you know, pull one over on the on the refs or pull one over on the other team. Yeah, no one's gonna no one's gonna be exculpatory of Brad Allen's crew. By the way, it's remarkable that he's doing uh, one of the primetime games this weekend after his crew's been fucking up time and again all year. But it's not the officials. The officials don't engage in uh, duplicity in trying to help you move the ball there, uh, Coach Oklahoma drill. Um, crafty, please just think and then think twice. Um, I did want to mention this, uh, Mike on Route One. I think that there's one thing we can take away over the events of the past week is that we should probably live our 2024 with the wonderful arrogance of a man asking while Paul Anka is singing my way. Albert Breer <laughs> outdoing himself yet again. Yeah, the 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 the, the stupid uh tweet, the stupidest tweet of 2024 was over at 1201. <laughs> I mean, that was impressive. That was just really uh you know, he's he he never fails to um, and, you know, look, I understand, um, you know, the American songbook is not is not for everyone. Um, but that that was that's kind of a big one. <laughs> like, I feel like most people kind of of, of our vintage might know that. He's over Peter the, Pan. He lives in such a yeah. bubble. My God. Yeah, the NFL Network on one TV and buck, Bucks and Buckeye Babes in the other. <laughs> but you, oh, that me? and uh, he's got a, uh, you know, got a bootleg tape of Walmart fights. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes yes but I, right. I do have some i do have some good news that we put ai bert to work and he now knows who paul anka is my name is ai bert breer and i slice like a fucking hammer <laughs> the guys get shirts confirm this motherfuckers ai out thanks al ai is is he's almost like a real boy now <laughs> you really can't parrot there isn't anything you can do to parody john burt breer that he can't top himself just give him time he's like the weather in new england just wait a minute uh it's i mean and you know the get ready for a torrent of uh we ohio state football riffs and uh the you know anti-michigan cheering for the huskies Ugh, it's the the i mean he truly he truly is like you know kind of this boy that hasn't grown up uh and the imagine you know the 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 ridicule he would direct at an average nfl fan who referred to their favorite team in yeah. in the we right you know him and yes. in, in if he has you know friends in duxbury perhaps uh you know the the 
the ridicule of, of the jersey wearing wee guy uh, that, that he would direct at them. And yet there he is in all of his glory on Twitter, uh, referring to Ohio State as wee, wee, wee. And, you know, <laughs> like taking it personally that Michigan is in the national championship game as if anybody gives a you know flying fuck about the, the penance that he still has on his childhood bedroom wall. It's he's he's just he, I mean, he really is. I think he's probably the worst out of all of them. When he including stops, Bolin, including Bedard, all those guys. When he stops farting into his couch and he goes into his office to do his NBC takes Boston hits, it always cracks me up when I see it on Twitter. He's got a framed a picture with a diagram of Ohio Stadium. He's got two framed SI covers of the Buckeyes from the early 2000s. Like one's Maurice Claret, and maybe I can't make out who the other one is, but fucking Peter Pan. My God. And the fact that he's passed off as an expert on the Patriots on college football when he doesn't Ugh. he doesn't li- he lives between this little bubble between powder point and route three A and he never leaves. It's 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 laughable. Friends oh, and well, Dexter mm-hmm. Friends and Dexberry sounds like a, an all white nineteen ninety eight CBS sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do and realize confirm. today that uh no less a light than Zolak gave it to uh Bert for you know yes. using the using the we he told him that, you know, you didn't play for Ohio State. And mm-hmm. Bert got all, you know, well, I did go there. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a fucking meeting okay. in my mind. She imagine the, the, the intellects on display there couldn't light a light, couldn't light a, a candle for Christ's sake. God almighty. Oh, yeah. There's no uh, no celebrity jeopardy uh, appearances in the near future for those for those folks. <laughs> well, you know, all this has done is confirmed for me. The district attorney was a Michigan grad. that's that's true that's true um do we have mike do you think we have the best two college football teams left um well i did not think michigan could score enough to beat alabama uh, i was wrong man i uh, that's that's one of the bad beats i'll tell you that much i was uh i may have had the alabama money line (laughs) oh i sure did (laughs) i sure did yeah yeah and it's funny how much um you know i as someone who uh, was, you know, before Harbaugh's existence in, in Michigan, I, I would, you know, essentially root for Michigan in, in all scenarios. And it's just what, what he's does to me. And, and I had zero problem rooting for Alabama. And I do kind of like that people hate Saban. So I, it, that was fine, but um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, it's going to, I'm really excited about that game. That should be, that should be fun. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah. It's, it's different. I, you know, growing up, in Brockton, you know, in despising Boston College being a UMass guy, to live in a part of the world where college football matters, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of cool with the Cougars and the Huskies thing. There's a good rivalry here with that. The Ironette is it comes from a Cougar family. Uh, the Coot, the Ducks, and the Huskies have their thing going on. Uh, John, you were in Oregon for a while. Um, the Oregon did not lose, but they lost two close ones to the Huskies. Uh, is, is Washington going to be a a a good national champ as it was. I tell you, Mike, I couldn't, you know, seen Michael Penix play a lot this year. He's, he's going to get red flagged on teams draft boards. I see like weirdos on Twitter talking about, you know, the Patriots taking him with the number four overall pick and it's just, you know, whatever. I mean, there's going to be teams that don't even have him on their board because of all the injuries he's suffered. But that night, uh, this weekend, Oh my goodness, what a game, what a performance. And if he plays, even 80% of that um, on Monday night, they'll beat Michigan. Cause I don't think Michigan can keep up with that sort of 
you know, they're, they're so skilled uh, in, in the wide receiver room um, yeah, they are. You know, right up there with right up there with Ohio State, the best, you know, uh, group of receivers in the country. So, um, you know, Oduze is probably the second receiver taken uh, right after Harrison Jr. And th- I mean, they're they're deep and they protected uh, very well against Texas. I was I was impressed by that. They kept Penix upright and he had time to deliver those deep balls that were just right on target. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good game. I, I like I like you know that Michigan team. I like the way they play. I like Alabama. I'm always pro Saban because of his Belichick adjacencies. I enjoyed that game. Um, you know Quinn Ewers is probably going to come out. Uh, although you know I think he'd be wise to stay another year. Uh, Texas was okay. You know they had a chance to win at the end. I don't know what you know. So he, he's a hell of a play bench. caller. Yeah, they kept they kept Arch Manning on the bench, uh, maybe into <laughs> next year. Who knows? Uh, Sarkeesian's an awesome play caller. Uh, I I didn't I don't. I didn't like what they did at the very end, but you can't argue with the results they've had. It was, yeah, best best four teams in my opinion. Uh, the two, the four teams that most deserve to be there, the best two at the end. Dichotomy what, what, what and styles. For? It's a dichotomy in styles. Michigan is just going to body blow and body blow and body blow the Washington defense. I don't know if Washington's defense. I really like Kalen DeBoer, uh, the coach of the Huskies, and he's definitely increased the the toughness quotient of that team as someone who's watches their games kind of. Uh, not afar, but kind of informally without a rooting interest. Um, it, I like the matchup. Do you have any feeling on, on the game, Dan? You, did you watch uh, the final four? I did. I did. Uh, so Penix's knees, it's really that much of a red flag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, knees and shoulder. I mean, he's, it's, uh, oh. it, he's had four se- four season ending injuries in his seven year college career, essentially. Um, maybe not seven, maybe I'm exaggerating by one year. He's, he's just had, he's had, he's had tremendous bad luck with injuries. And I just, was always hurt too. Yeah. (laughs) I just don't see it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I I liked him going back to that, um, uh, October and I I haven't watched like all, all the Washington games, but that's too bad. Would hate to, uh, he's a fun guy to root for. I, lefty, I don't think too. anybody's going to take a chance early in the first on him because of the injuries. I do think a team, you know, you could see the Lamar Jackson sort of, you know, pick at the very end of the okay. first round. If, if somebody thinks they can, you know, maybe keep him on the bench for a couple of years, make sure his body's, you know, in terrific shape. I, I think that's a wise investment for a very good team. Um, but then otherwise, I think he slides into the second round. Uh, Seattle will take uh, Seattle will absolutely take him in the mid first round. I would I'd be stunned. Boy, I think that's a, I think that's didn't. a huge reach. I think that's a huge reach if they did. They could. I mean, they could probably trade back to get him. But who knows? I, I mean, you know, maybe I'll be dead wrong and he'll go tenth to somebody. Scott, any opinions on the college football stuff, or do you want to talk the Sox lack of action in free agency? Uh, the the hot stove can uh, can cool down for a little bit, I think, and. Uh, all that bad beat talk is why I only bet on a uh, Hyderabad harness racing. <laughs> <laughs> but Fair no, I, I, I'm I'm excited for the uh, for the uh, the national championship game. I I do not think of the Rose Bowl as being a uh, being a uh, you know a, a semifinal playoff game. The Rose Bowl is always going to be a great uh, football game in my uh, my estimation. <laughs> oh, that was, and, uh, wasn't that the greatest that was the greatest alabama michigan and the rose bowl i was like that, that's, that's fantastic crazy. i mean you, you can't beat that you can't beat that yeah. oh no 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 yeah it's it's a it's you know it should be on uh should be on any sports fans bucket list yep 
Amen to that. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've got, uh, we've got, I believe, what is it? uh, Montana and the uh, Jackrabbits of uh, South Dakota State going in the, uh, in the uh, undercard. I think, I think two times is is going to the game, I believe. (laughs) I should hope so. He, he, you know, he he needs to get away from the (laughs) mother-in-law. Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> By the way, I was remiss in mentioning earlier when Mike was talking about a um, uh, big Jonathan, uh, or I should say <laughs> Jonathan Kraft. I, I'm going to use as my next burner uh, at Thanks Dad Dick. I think that would be a beautiful <laughs> way to get a burner if they do uh, wind up firing or letting go Bill Belichick. The next week and a half uh, should be really, I don't know if interesting is the right word, um, but you know, here we are. Uh, here we go. Uh, John and uh, Mike on Route 1 are back after a little bit of a layoff. And uh, we took our lumps last week after Vinny sent in a question um, regarding our worst vouchers. So, uh, John, you're up. Who? What are your worst? You had a vouching problem. You were suspended oh, yeah. for a podcast yeah. due to your excessive <laughs> and reckless vouching. Uh, yep. Out of all those vouchers. And I, Nick Cattles was among them. Migo was among oh. them. Oh. Um, which ones would you? Which one would you consider uh, your worst vouch? I'm looking at my uh, my 12 step anti vouching coin right now, <laughs> and uh, it's keeping me strong uh, when it comes to vouching. It, it, it wasn't a part of my uh, portfolio back in the day. I, I, like you all, it's it's not the row of chairs; it's the row of kneelers. I am doing my penance on my Mac Jones vouch. I, I still don't know what happened. Maybe, maybe after the season, there'll be a, a big story in the Tuscaloosa Express. He'll talk to a local writer or something down in his college, you know, uh, stomping grounds and and talk about what happened. But I, I don't know what happened. I, I really expected him to come around and not have the kind of season. And the fact that Zappy has come in and played you know, in, in some respects better, a little bit more stability there, not as, uh, I don't know what was going on. So probably Mac Jones, because I really did expect this to be a, you know, 10 or 11 win team uh, with him leading the way. And it didn't happen. Uh, every other immediate vouch I've ever made has been wrong. They're all tied for second place. Okay. Fair enough. At least you didn't with Mike, uh, with Mac Jones, you did not ask Shaq during the recording of the podcast, to play the Wolf of Wall Street, I'm not fucking leaving. Like Mike Gunther, one day. Do you want? Do you want to take your your lumps, Mike, or is there another one you want to you want to take a lap for? Uh well, I would say it, it's a, a a preposterous. I would say, well, look, Zappy, Zappy's better because Zappy can actually move. Like that, 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 that I, I, in an ideal world, I think with a, with a competent offensive line, you know, there, there's it's a different thing, but I think Zappy is a better quarterback for, for what he was playing, what he had in front of him, which was, which was nothing. He can run a little bit. Stepping uh, up. What a concept. I, I, I do. Think, yeah. I do think it's a, yeah. yeah. I do think it's a, it's a total black swan um, thing because I don't, I don't think you play that, um, that well as a rookie and then completely um, lose your mind, but ultimately it's between the ears. So mm-hmm. I think, I think it's a, um, it is, there's something lacking there between the ears. So, um, if that can cause you to completely, you know, break down, and even if he does fix whatever he fixed, he is wrong with him at some other point with some other team uh, down the road. He still has that kind of thing in him. So uh, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll I'll take that. But 
I still I, I would stand by the fact that with a competent offensive line, they'd have been fine this year. So but that, yeah. that wasn't happening. So but I mean, maybe maybe that's too many uh, permutations that we have to adjust for. Um, but I, I don't I, I'm I just I, I, I can't, you know, sure. I'll, I'll say I was wrong. I'm not a fucking psychopath, you know, <laughs> on, on Twitter who thinks that fucking Russell Westbrook is better than fucking Jason Tatum. You know, I'm, I'm not a fucking <laughs> kiss your, okay. you can kiss your ass. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Come on. Uh, uh, my, well, winning time is far worse. Ouch, though. Are you kidding me? Did we, did we actually vouch for it? Or we just were oh, we tearing it, it down? Oh, we, yeah. I'm pretty sure we said it was good after the first episode. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. All right, fair enough. Uh, I'm, I'm not willing to take that bullet. Yeah, I'll let you take that one. Uh, well, Black John, Swan, I loved that movie. Wasn't uh, Mina Kimes in that? <laughs> <laughs> Michael, it was Michael Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. She has a Mina very Kimes, big brain in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so th- th- we've purged our souls with vouching. We start with with a clean vouching soul for 2024. Um, by the way, Dan, did you do you think of the Patriots eschew the quarterback in the first round of the draft? They'll be drafting between two and five. I think the meltdown on Twitter would be entertaining and glorious for the big Pats fans butts section of the fan base. If they went and picked up Joe Alt, you're saying? Yep. Yeah, Joe Alt. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> John John had mentioned, uh, I mean, what if they what if they do go and they 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 take a lineman or they trade down to get more assets, which certainly um that also would be entertaining but john you you've been doing some uh you've been grinding tape regarding the uh, court free agent quarterback class next year that might be options they're gonna have to bring in a veteran at some point to compete for the job or at least supplement who they have um so just a couple of the names out there are cousins who always takes the most money available jacoby Brissett, the familiarity there marcus mariota has been backing up your guy cool. sam darnold uh J- <laughs> turnover machine Jameis winston um, Baker Mayfield would be a plug and play guy, even though he's, I mean, I guess he's kind of the dictionary definition of average, but, uh, where are you leaning there? Gardner Minshew as well, but we're, what do you think? Yeah. You know, it's, it is a fascinating, bad market. It's like grocery outlet. I love going to grocery outlet. Uh, I, I what would it be? What is it back home? That's like it's building like, 19 yeah. used to be building with 19 food for you, yes. for you people back East. Yes, yeah, exactly. You building Portuguese rolls there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah or uh, there was another place too uh uh, uh what the heck was it called um i don't know anyway it's Mom like the scratch and that column back at purity supreme back in the day exactly exactly bootleg so, barnacle uh, can appreciate that one it, it it's a uh it, it's a, there's a grocery outlet feel to this uh quarterback market right so yeah you look at cousins and do i think cousins would be good here sure i think he'd be fairly expensive but i think he'd be uh, a huge upgrade from what we saw this year. So, you know, but everybody else on that free agent list, uh, I mean, at, at bottom barrel money, bottom barrel performance, I don't think anybody wants that again. So then you're obviously attracted to, you know, who's in the draft and could they end up with a, with a, you know, uh, Drake may, or, you know, Jaden Daniels, depending on how his combine goes, if he shoots up, I could totally see that happening. Uh, you know, where he becomes a clear cut top five guy. Um, you know, they're in the mix and people will be attracted to that. But then I think the other piece of the market that's really interesting is, you know, what do the Bears do with Justin Fields, right? If they if they go with a Caleb Williams at one or a Drake May at one, you know, then they put Justin Fields on the market. Is is a guy like that, you know, and how does that disrupt the rest of the market? So if a team goes in on Fields, presumably their starter 
becomes available, right? Uh, you and I, Mike, we disagree on Jake Browning. Uh, you know, you you think he's going to get a, a good amount of money. Uh, I don't. Um, you, you don't know, see I, I him getting north of what St Stidham got from Denver. You have to remind me what Stidham got from Denver. I, I don't remember. Two what he years, got. two years, ten million. Oh, oh, that's okay. Yeah, you said fifty million in the text the other day. Fifteen? Like, I didn't say fifty. About? You said five zero. Don't make me put it on oh, the uh, screenshot. On, put it on the on the show thread. <laughs> fifty million. That's what I was like. Are you Three years, fifty million. Uh, dude, I wouldn't give him ten years, fifty million. But anyway, <laughs> the the like so. There's guys like Browning out there that might be attractive to some teams that fields potentially i mean there's there's going to be a lot of flux in that piece of the market not the the obvious free agents and not the the draftable guys so i think they're absolutely bringing in a quarterback uh whether it's draft or um you know veteran and if they take joe alt i'm perfectly good with that because i agree with mike on route one's point uh if that line had been stable uh week one this is a very different season Fair enough. Anyone else have some free agents? I mean, this, this is all moot for me if they fire Bill. Uh, you know, they could take fucking Gage Matthews out. If Bill's gone, they're still fighting, by the way. Peeps is still going. Peeps really is the dickhead whisperer. And I'm stealing this. I'm stealing this from uh, our buddy Kevin. But the incredible cell phone is like, is that my wife didn't leave me? I had I had to I had to have her arrested because she was stealing from me. Is an incredible self owned. <laughs> My word. Oh shit! And um, Peeves is the Energizer Bunny with these dickheads. He's just, it, it's, he has incredible yeah. mongoloid strength in dealing with them. Yeah. yeah, but on the quarterback situation, I wouldn't take I wouldn't take uh, you know I have no idea who to draft. Um, it, it, you know, because who who knows what the evaluation is if. If Bill is the coach, I I have no idea. Yeah, my ins yeah. my instinct is 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 to you know move down, grab a tackle, and and then take mm -hmm. whoever you like at, at quarterback. And I I think oh well, it didn't work with 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 Mac. I I don't I don't necessarily subscribe to that being the the issue there. So and and as far as the veterans go, I I certainly wouldn't pay a veteran over you know ten million a year, um maybe a little bit more. But you know. I, as far as investing in a cousins or um, celibate midget, that that just seems <laughs> not the way it should be done, in my opinion. But you know, who knows? It, it, it's weird too with like these with the age on you know Knicks and Penix and you know mm -hmm. the side with all the the COVID years, they're all you know maybe twenty four year old uh, twenty four year old rookies, is, which is kind of kind of crazy. And I know nine year veteran much, Bo yeah. Nix playing in the Senior Bowl as a thirty one yeah. year old. He's he's on. <laughs> Yeah, Wanky. the Brandon Whedon yeah. program. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Brandon Whedon. By the way, we'd be remiss before we end, John. Um, it looks like a bankruptcy for Odyssey is imminent, and I'd like to give a Ted Nation round of applause to Adam Jones because you did it, as the plot of Major League. You know, cross this guy off the list. He tanked them the way that the the Indians wanted to tank in Major League. Well done, Migo. Well done, Adam Jones. And watching that that station die. 98.5 is next. Uh, praise be to God. But we'll, we'll take the victories where we can, John. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's in a slow, slow boil, um, like delisting and, you know, just the, the amount of debt, their inability to kind of restructure, um, having to, you know, file, you know, their creditors are getting hosed. But Wasn't they there a reverse coming. stock split or something? There was. Going yeah, on there, there yeah. was. 
Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, they did the reverse stock split too. So how yeah, does a bug, been, how does a buggy whip company have two billion dollars in debt? We can thank <laughs> they're paying the Red Sox. That's part of it anyway. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think Adam Jones was also the CFO on the side. I mean, that would be the the only way to explain how badly mismanaged that that property has become. So anyway, bankruptcy um, looms and uh, country music uh, beckons and, you know, Boston's new country. Uh, I learned recently that Miley Cyrus's younger sister uh, is a recording artist. So, you know, we have we have that to look forward to in the Boston media market. Um, I'll take your word for it. Uh, Scarzi, I want to remind you that Andy Hart's relevance is not tied to Bill Belichick, just so you know. <laughs> Let me write that down. <laughs> oh, yes. And just uh, just going back a uh, topic, my my choice in the free agents, 1A would be Stidzy, and then uh, 1B would be Keith Null. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's still in the league. <laughs> no Joe Flacco? Oh yeah! Oh, oh Flacco's he's going to you know he's going to wind up somewhere great. He's going to he's going to win a Super Bowl ring. Is it Joe? <laughs> is Jump Ball Joe actually likable now? I I think he's likable. It's a it's a great story coming off the the Burt Breer couch. He's not on uh, that hive of, you know, of scum and, and, and villainy anymore either. So <laughs> I know that's true. The uh, the, the he, Harbaugh given, stank has been removed. Is that what you're saying? He's given the Cleveland fan base an enema from their Deshaun Watson fetish, right? So it's uh, it's there's you know there's something that he said for that. Plus, um, it's it's it goes to show like how interesting that market could be because he will he will probably have to resign with with them. Like they can't just let him go after the way he's played. So what does that do for D Deshaun Watson, right? I mean, it's just it's a very some very interesting decisions for some of these other teams. I think the Bears' decision with Fields though. That's to me the single most interesting decision of the offseason. Can you imagine Watson sitting on the sideline holding a clipboard, putting the helmet to his ear to listen to the play call at 63 million a year over the next three years while jump ball Joe is throwing to Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore and handing it off to Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and uh Jerome Ford? It's it that would be uh be glorious. Be glorious. Well, I, I actually think Watson will be in the injury tent getting a massage, but anyway. And that's the rest of the story. Uh, gentlemen, happy new year. Uh, good to have the, the uh, band back together. John is on uh, Elon Musk's well, X at that, Sean Irons. Scartsy, uh, sports drunk drawer. Always, I made it this week, so thank you. Uh, at the15net.com. Dan is at Patriots Daily. Mike on Route 1 is at In This Town 1. My name is Mike Irons. Thank you again for listening to Entitled Town. Let's try to avoid the AIDS. Over the next week or so, uh, we'll be... Uh, reconvening after the Jets game and we'll see if there's a staring contest or if shit actually goes down um, and like uh, people who used to listen to WEI I remind you to please turn off your radios and we're going to stay positive all the way through and if you think I'm going to succumb to negativity you're wrong you got the wrong guy leading this basketball team